There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Happy Foot, Sad Foot, your LAFC gateway drug and the only LAFC podcast that got a red card for sliding into a player's leg dick first. I'm Travis Helwig. And I'm Darren Miller. Welcome to our preview of the Saturday and Wednesday MLS matches coming up for LAFC. First is against Sporting Kansas City on Saturday, June 17th at 5.30 p.m. at Children's Mercy Park in Kansas City. Followed by the Seattle Sounders FC on Wednesday, June 21st at 7.30 p.m. at BMO Stadium. You can watch both on MLS Season Pass on Apple TV Plus, and we will be live streaming our post-game call-in show on our YouTube channel 10 minutes after the final whistle of both matches at youtube.com slash at happyfootsadfoot. You can subscribe to the channel now, and you'll get notified when we go live. Later in the show, we'll be joined by MLS roster rules expert and soccer lawyer Andrew Visnowski to learn all about all the roster rules that we complain about every week, but actually know nothing about. And that conversation was actually so interesting. It was going to be a 10 to 15 minute conversation. We ended up talking to him for like 45 minutes. So we're going to, we cut it down for the podcast, but we're going to put up the full extended interview on YouTube. So go over to youtube.com slash at happyfoot sadfoot if you want to see the whole conversation. It was really, really great. Andrew's wonderful. As always, we're going to talk about all the storylines for both upcoming matches and make some bets. But first, LAFC is in a slump. And we're dying on the inside, so this should have zero entertainment value. It's time for listener-mandated banter. Darren, how's um, your mental health doing? Bad. You? Yeah. Bad. I feel like mm. June Gloom, The Strike, and LAFC have combined to make my antidepressant less effective. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. This is not good. Uh, I don't like that we've we've gotten enough into LAFC that it's kind of uh you can i can i can tie my mood to it directly it's kind yeah. of dictating my entire psyche <laughs> it is it's bad you know that sports have taken up too much of your brain when if they lose a big game you have to say to your partner like 
hey, I, I need the night. I need, I like, I need, <laughs> I, I'm going to be in rough shape for a few hours. Okay. And like it's know. an actual hardship to your yeah. actual life. Like you have <laughs> well, anything to worry about. To be fair, to be fair, I care about it enough now that it makes me feel shitty physically and mentally when we're doing poorly. Oh yeah. So me I too. should share that with my partner so that she knows that I'm not mad at her. I'm mad at Mahala Apoku. <laughs> That's true. Communication is is of the utmost importance. You know, uh-huh. you need to mm-hmm. you need to be real with each other. I'm just saying there are also people out there who have actual hardships, hmm. regardless of how they feel about any sports team they may or may not follow. Their life is like actually hard. I can't imagine now, I don't having it harder like. than me. Yeah, <laughs> I can't imagine anyone having a more difficult life than me. A television writer in Los Angeles, California. Uh, <laughs> well, now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Darren, I, I think we just got to get into it. Let's, yeah, let's start the let's show. Let's just uh, preview more and more darkness, if we can do that. <laughs> just, you know, descend into this. Well, Travis... I'm just a casual fan of LAFC looking to escape from some of the stress and worry of my modern day life full of bad news, heartbreak, and catastrophe, and maybe have a good time and watch some good soccer. But lately, it seems like that ship has sailed, hasn't it, Travis? Wouldn't really describe the last handful of matches as a good time or good soccer, so I'm going to need someone who has completely replaced their modern day life with pure, unbridled LAFC zealotry. To give me something worth holding on to to stop me from spiraling further into this early midlife crisis. I need my friend Travis, the human LAFC crazy wall, to take a quick break from talking about LAFC on the internet and talk about LAFC to me on the internet. (laughs) And reveal the deeper storylines that make every match more compelling and enjoyable in a segment we call Storylines. Well, Darren, that song is all I have to live for at this point. (laughs) Shout out to that guy who said his daughter knows the storylines song in its entirety. Sorry that we opened the show saying the word dick. Well, this is the storyline segment. (laughs) It's marked explicit, my man. You do what you want to do. Darren, um, what do you want to talk about? (laughs) So we have we have. Two games coming up this week, as we do every week until the day we die, because we live in purgatory. Um, Mm -hmm. You're the king of the casuals. And even you, I think, have a sense of what the storylines are going to be this week. I think. I have a sense. And the first storyline is, Darren, you want to take a guess? The sky is falling. I am not joking to you. It says the sky is fucking falling. I am not joking. I will put it says the first storyline is LAFC is completely lost. The sky is fucking falling. You're you've made it. This is your segment. I, am I no longer a casual? <laughs> Congratulations, Darren. You're also a psychopath. Oh no. So oh, I didn't want to get that right. <laughs> this, my friend is the worst stretch in the history of our team, full stop. We as fans have never experienced a dry spell quite like this. Our attack has completely evaporated. We are recording this on June 15th. Since May 21st, we have scored one goal across all competitions. 
One, our midfield has lost all creativity in its entirety. We're trying the same tired passing in the middle over and over again. And when we get frustrated, we shoot a long ball over the top that never gets out of the corner. And our defense has been uneven, sloppy, and old since May 21st. The same date I said before, we've been scored on 10 times. 10 goals against, one goal for. That, Darren, I think you know, is very bad. And on top of that, John McCarthy, the only good thing about the city of Philadelphia, our goalkeeper, has made some choices that have been odd, including in our last game when he just sort of tapped the ball to the opposing player when they gave him a little bit of pressure. And we were very lucky that we weren't scored on a second time. Darren, I challenge you to say something right now, both true and positive about the last month of LAFC's play. Oh no. Um, <laughs> whew, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. True and positive. Um, you know, the kids are getting some playing time. <laughs> okay. Here, here's an equally, difficult, kids. Keep going here's back an to equally that. difficult thing that I can ask you. Let's both draft two players we think have played well in the last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who do we want to hang on to for the remainder of the season if we could only take one? Yeah, yeah let's, you can go first. We can completely rebuild and rebuild around one, what, two players each or one player each? Somehow, me having Messi will still be better than the players on the team, right? <laughs> we're both mad. We're like, obviously, we're both going to pick Nathan or Dawes. So we have yep. to put Nathan or Dawes. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I think Buanga is in playing poorly like his stats aren't falling but like this is the level that he should be able to be at this level and the team should still be good right like he's not connected he's not like blowing it and like connecting at such a low percentage that he's he's just being like not an insane demigod oh i i'm gonna get to it in a second but we're i think two things have happened teams have started to figure out that if they put a bunch of pressure on him. We don't have other people who can score. And he also, I think, has put a lot of pressure on his own shoulders knowing that, and he's forcing mm-hmm. some things. So I think it's a twofold problem where they've learned that we don't have anything outside of Denny Bowanga, and Denny Bowanga also has learned that and has been more selfish than he was in the past. But all this brings us to our second storyline of the week, which is this. Every single reason we're playing poorly does not have a simple answer, Darren. More good news across the board. So the obvious reason we're playing poorly is fatigue. Thanks to the Champions League, we've played more games than every other MLS team. I've said this in every fucking show. And because of the Champions League, we also postponed a bunch of regular season games. And so now, over the next month, we play two games a week, almost every week, until the middle of June. Because of those makeup games, we have literally no opportunity for rest to rest up for that fatigue. When tired legs play tired, that means more people get injured. And we've already seen that. Tillman, Palencia, Acosta, the Humpty Dumpty, Aaron Long, whose head cracked all the way open and somehow he still played. Chiellini, who I don't know, was just tired from eating too many. I, I was he wasn't in the mood Italian and that's his prerogative, Travis. <laughs> What's an Italian pastry? That's an fine. Is an eclair an Italian pastry? A cannoli? A cannoli. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, Jeremy Sue? Actually, I can go oh. all day on, on Italian pastries, it turns out. 
So, Darren, uh, this podcast, you're going to have to teach me, king of the casuals, about Italian pastries. Uh, no problem. <laughs> Don't ask me to give you something positive and true about LAFC right now, but if you want to ask me about Italian pastries, I'm good to go. Um, this is why you come to Happy Foot, Sad Foot for this hard tactical analysis, yeah. <laughs> followed by a 45-minute long conversation about roster rules. Um, the, <laughs> so we have all those injuries, right? The only players that we can fill in those injuries right now are our 15-year-old academy players who are talented, but just not up to snuff for the league's best team, which we were up until a month ago. And so we maybe can't they're bring good in, now. <laughs> well, <laughs> we can't bring in new players because the transfer window doesn't open until July 5th, two weeks from now. So we're stuck with not enough players playing too many minutes every single week until maybe, maybe we get to bring in a few replacements at the beginning of July. And on top of that, Darren, you mentioned this in the post game for the Leon loss in the Champions League, but it really feels like teams have figured us out. If they knock us around and they clog up Denny Buanga's attack, the whole team falls the fuck apart. There's a blueprint to beat us, which you said you were concerned about and you've been proven to be true. And Dolo, who I don't think should be fired again, has yet to figure out an easy way to solve the puzzle of how to turn this around. And he really does seem like he's floundering to figure out how to solve this puzzle, Darren. Yeah, it sucks to lose in the CCL finals. It really sucks that it also turns into like a two-part instructional video that Leon put on for everyone who wants to watch. <laughs> yeah, I wish we lost like because we had an own goal or something, but they just figured out the best tactical way to beat us. And now really bad teams have been doing that too. <laughs> yeah, we didn't know Leon was sponsored by Skillshare. Didn't really help. <laughs> but until July, when we get some rest from League's Cup and reinforcement from the transfer window, we have one clear mission. And that's our third storyline, Darren. And it's an important one. Okay. And it's this. We must score at least one goal before the season is over. That's our goal. Oh, no. We just have to score one goal before this is all over. At the beginning of the season, Denny Bawanga had an addiction to him. And unfortunately for us, his addiction was ended cold turkey by teams just putting all their best players on him and all of us going, we don't touch the stuff anymore. <laughs> we're, we're, it's too dangerous for us to do yeah, it. Vela yeah. is old. Apoku's uninspired. Stipe gonna Stipe. And yet we must strive for the impossible as a team, scoring one goal. <laughs> and, oh, no. I really feel like at this point, scoring one goal is an admirable goal for our team to have. It would be a huge win for us as a team. They aren't coming <laughs> and we need something, anything to go in. I'll settle for the steep a little over the line goal that he scored. We just need one. We need to feel the joy that we felt at the end of that first Leon match where we scored in the 95th minute and we were still down, but we remembered we could do it. We need to see the ball go in the fucking hoop and we haven't seen it. That's what we really need to do uh, this week. Can we raise the bar like a tiny bit? Can we make it like a goal on purpose? Can it be like, <laughs> no. yeah, that's what I meant to do? <laughs> no, I need. we need to see the, the one on the scoreboard. This is so sad, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> the the way in which it turned around from like we've cracked the code that we could be there is literally four weeks ago i was like if we win this game we will be the best team in the history of major league <laughs> soccer cut to four weeks later this I'm show like, like score it's recorded goal. we're on the record saying the dumbest fucking shit every week 
Like, and people no are like, yeah, we want to listen to this. Please, no one ever listened to like two episodes ago at any point. What do you think sports media is? You think any of these fucking people know what they're talking about? You think JJ Reddick knows what he's fucking talking about? Yeah, he's like one of the only ones. <laughs> yeah, JJ actually, Reddick JJ Reddick is, is great. the smart one. Um, thanks to Tommy let's Alder get, for being on the show. <laughs> yeah, let's get Stephen A. Smith on. <laughs> so, where does that leave us coming into another busy week? We play Kansas City and Seattle this week. Two different teams that we've already tied this season. If you want a deep dive on either of those teams, we've done previews on both of them. You can go back and listen. We talk about both of their rosters. But you should know that both of these teams are much better than the last time we played them. When we played Kansas City, Kevincho said he was praying for a tie. And I will say the final storyline going into this week, Darren, is that I am praying for a tie in both of these games. If we come out of this week with two points, two points, hopefully in which we've scored in those games, I will feel such a relief. And I can't tell you how insane that is to say, but Seattle's currently second in the West. Our match against them is very important if we want to win the Supporters' Shield. We're still somehow third in the West because we had such a good beginning of the season and we need to keep up with them. If they get three points off of us and we lose a game in hand on them, we're it's going to be harder for us to win the Supporters' Shield. Kansas City, last time we played them, was in last place in the league. They're now in the playoffs, or they're ninth in the West. We basically swapped bodies with Kansas City. Since we've played them, we've been terrible, and they've been great. We need to score. We need to at least tie. And that's how low the expectations for this team have dropped in just a few weeks I'm sorry, Darren, but this is what we agreed to do a podcast about. We could have done a podcast about anything we wanted in the world, but this is what we chose. <laughs> wow. I didn't even think about that. We, <laughs> I didn't know that we could have. Yeah. This is our lives we now. Still? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's either we do this until we die or we have to quit on the team at some point. Those are the only two options. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I don't want that. Yeah. Huh. Maybe one of us gets a good job and we'll, we're like, well, the job's taking a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look. I mean, I'll re-record these at like 8 o'clock at night. <laughs> Shut up. Don't get rid of our one oh, excuse uh, to stop in a few years. Uh, right. <laughs> Look, those are the storylines for this week's two games. There, This isn't a happy one, man. It's been a tough stretch. And if we can come away with some ties and some goals, I really do feel like it'll feel good. Maybe we'll eke out a win, but I'm not there yet mentally. I can't hope for that. (laughs) This is a shift. This is like, you know, when we've previewed other matches, I think we've really been looking at each game in isolation. It's like, what's the best thing that can happen in this game? And now we have to start thinking about the season. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. 
I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And we've had storylines before that are like, we have to think about the season in terms of like rest and things like that. But now it's like, we don't have to win every game. If we can just, you know, make it through the next few games in some fashion, we're still looking to win the cup. That doesn't happen with every game going great. We are, we're still a really good team. However, we are in a position where if we allow the wheels to come off entirely, the whole thing could fall apart. If the confidence goes, if the confidence remains where it's at, we're going to have a hard time. Yeah. And the wheels are currently right now. We're (laughs) no, right now we're trying (laughs) right now. We're fording the river and we've yet to roll the dice to see if, if uh, (laughs) the oxes die on the way across the river. I at least definitely have diarrhea. (laughs) (laughs) Was it diarrhea or dysentery? Dysentery. Yeah. You just have diarrhea. (laughs) (laughs) When we come back in the context of this. Yeah. Also, <laughs> but also in, in real life, diarrhea. In normal life. <laughs> Fun fact about me. Shout out to that little girl who's listening to the podcast. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to chat MLS roster rules with attorney Andrew Visnovsky. And again, if you like what we talk about, it's going to be an abridged version. We're going to put the whole thing up on YouTube over at youtube.com slash at happyfootsadfoot. We'll be right back. He's an MLS roster rules expert, senior counsel at the law firm Vela Wood, and founder of Ad Victorium Sports Group. Please welcome Andrew Visnovsky. Andrew, thank you for coming on the show. Hey, what's up, guys? First of all, did I say your name right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hit it. Perfect. So there's a lot I want to get into quickly. But first, we all know MLS roster rules are complicated. They're stupid. None of it makes sense. How did you become an expert on something so insane? What is your background? And what do you do day to day? Because I don't know what ad victorium means at all. Yeah, well, well, first of all, ad victorium is is a Latin phrase, which is cool. Yeah, uh, and it has my initials, which makes making the logo easy. Uh, and it means to victory, which is like really sports related. So uh, that's what I picked, but also like lots of people use it. So it was really hard to find a website URL for it. Uh, there's lots of Victorian sports companies out there. So that was good a start. Good move on my part. Good business, uh, intuition there. Well, first of all, thanks. Thank you for having me on. So I'm a, I'm a lawyer. Basically what got me into soccer was I did a master's, a legal master's in international sports law and got really into sort of the governance of soccer and FIFA. And they sort of have their own internal rules and laws. And and it's all above board. Nothing bad ever happened. Everything right? is everything is very legal and perfect. Cool. Um, and so I really enjoyed that system of like legal work. And so I wanted to stick with it. And there wasn't a lot of like Americans doing it. There's still not a lot. I think my firm and maybe like one or two others, like, and that's like one or two other people do, do this kind of work. And it's just at a really, for me, at least when I started, it was at a really interesting crossroads of like how American sports works and trying to integrate that with European sports. 
and nobody was really talking about it at the time. I think this was around like 2014, 2015. So I was like this, I think this is a niche that I can sort of like carve out and get an idea so of like how it works in MLS on top of the weirdness of being owned by the league itself. We have roster rules that seem to LAFC fans because we have a team that wants to spend money and has proven that they're good at recruiting people. These roster rules seem to hold teams back. In our opinion, hmm. we have players that are making $6 million and we have our starting goalkeeper is making like $70,000 a year. And it feels yeah. like it, it feels insane that we are in that position. But the reason that some people can get $6 million and go over the salary cap is something called designated players. Mm-hmm. Messi, I assume, is a designated player, right? How does yeah. that work? I can't speak on Messi's deal because I don't, I don't know anything about it. He owns the league now, right? He is the new he commissioner. Is, of the <laughs> he, um, they're so changing, that's what that says the M in MLS now is Messi. Messi soccer league, yeah. <laughs> um, and we're going back to the old logo, but the foot, we, it is written that that foot belongs to Messi. Yes, yes. <laughs> but he, it's still called the Landon Donovan MVP award. So hopefully Messi can win that. <laughs> the Messi Valuable Player Award. Yes, <laughs> Landon yes, Donovan yes, Messi Valuable Messi Player Award. <laughs> Um, what an honor it would be for him to win. What, that. If, what an honor it would be for Messi to be the Landon Donovan I, most valuable <laughs> of, the year. Every, of the year. Every year he's like, this is the year I win the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, so a designated player rule for three players, any spend on that player above MLS max salary doesn't hit the salary cap at all. So I think Bruce Arena, they were asking him about the Messi deal and he said they could pay him a billion dollars. It doesn't matter. And that's basically it. Like whatever comp they want to give him, they can, and it doesn't count towards the cap. So that's, that's the, the designated player rule in a nutshell. That's why you'll have guys making like seven, $8 million or paying like a $10 million transfer fee on a player and then they're playing next to like some teenager from Delaware that's that's making like <laughs> 60 grand which is perfect and fine i think that's that's how that's how america should be yes we want we need two stratified divisions yes. one in which they're very wealthy and in the the other which they can't pay rent in the city that they play professional sports yeah, that's yes, my american a, dream i hope we could get there someday <laughs> yes. To be fair, like the guys that are on reserve minimum, like reserve minimum is pretty good. I think that minimum salary is actually better than some Premier League teams pay their players that are on like their first year contract. Right. And so like there is a little bit more protection. Like obviously it's not great, but it is a little bit better than what they could be making abroad at better clubs even if they if they had gone through the academy system at those clubs. If you were Don Garber and you're staring down the barrel of a World Cup and Messi and you know that there's clubs that want to spend right now, if you were looking at ways to improve the caliber of player in the league, improve the the roster across the board, are there changes that you would make to how we're doing it and how would you go about it? Would you just lift it all and impose a salary cap? What do you think is the ideal situation uh, for MLS? Because I'm constantly yeah, so, saying we need to spend more money, but beyond that, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I think that MLS has all these rules and all these guardrails because they are like generationally traumatized about what happened with the NASL. And they're also traumatized by what the finances 
of soccer outside of the United States look looked like for a very long time, up until very recently, where before UEFA and these leagues started instituting financial regulations, like every club in La Liga had gone bankrupt except for Real Madrid and Barcelona. We know Bar- like what's going on with Barcelona right now. Even today, like you look at Welcome to Wrexham and like the entire conceit of that show is if we don't win the league, we lose all of our money. We cannot pay <laughs> back our debts. And that is an insane financial setup to be in for a business where only two clubs a year like can re recuperate their expenses. So I think there's, there's always going to be, be concern in, in sports where you have two teams that need to compete to make sure that the teams that are not winning are still able to like financially exist. So I think there's always going to be a need for, some financial regulation, some, something to sort of keep the reins in. And like, I think, I think part of it is also like, they don't, there's not a lot of trust with, with um, some league executives to like some GMs to like spend, right? Like, look at, look at Toronto. They have the biggest spend in the league. They're, they're blowing clubs, entire roster spends out of the water on one player. And, they're like at the bottom of the East right now. Like if that's, if, if that's what unregulated spend looks like now, there can be arguments that like, well, if they could spend on not just their designated players, like they could, they could be better, but you have to, you have to prove that you can do good, good with the guardrails before you take them off. Like I'm not like banking the ball off of the, the rails in bowling and then being like, well, you know, if those rails weren't there, I'd, I'd crush it. Cause I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about hitting it. That's a terrible analogy. No, um, it, wor- well, it, it works. Well, it works. But, but I guess like <laughs> yeah. at some point you have to be like, well, then we're not bowling. You know, like yeah. you do, you yeah. do have to like at some point say like, well, if you're going to own a team, uh, figure out how to fucking make it profitable yeah. or don't do this. You know, like yeah. there's gotta and, be a middle ground. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And I think there's definitely a balance. And so you have to balance that need for financial stability. I think they need to balance teams doing poorly and like struggling with that spend with like the need of the owners to want to make sure that they're not lighting money on fire, essentially. And I think there's also a need and it's a smart need to maintain competitive balance. And I think you see a lot of people maybe not understand what competitive balance is or say like, Hey, we don't need it. Good teams should be good. Bad teams should suffer. But I look at the Spanish league in in La Liga and like, it's gotta be really hard to be a fan of a team that is never going to win a trophy because you have to compete with Real Madrid and Barcelona. And like I lived, I lived in Spain for six months for my masters and like everybody had their like local team. And then everybody chose between Real Madrid and Barca and like that, that sucks. Like I want, I want my hometown team to, to like go to the MLS cup final in LA and watch them play and watch Gareth Bale, like pull that out from under me and ruin my life. Like that's what I want. (laughs) Um, But I want you to, I want that to happen to you too. It it already did. It was great. I was in I was in the Philly family and friends section. I was like sitting next to parents of homegrowns. Oh no! Oh was, no! And my girlfriends are really my girlfriends like really into LAFC now. That's like her team. So Hell that was yeah. like 
a really rough moment for me. She sounds um, cool. She's she's she great. Sounds great. <laughs> yeah. She's a keeper. Um, well, so I but, guess I so, guess what I would say is like it seems not tenable that we let, especially if Messi's in the league and the World yeah. Cup's on its way, that this level of spending is where we're. We have to. We have to know that that more spend is coming right at some point. Um, I, I, I don't. You, don't know. you disagree? I don't. It's not that I disagree. I just don't know what it looks like. Like I don't think they add another designated player slot. I think maybe they add more. So there's like two buckets. So like there's a salary cap, right? I think the salary caps at like 5 million or something. And then there's another 5 million in allocation money that you use to basically credit cap charges against the cap. Right. I didn't want to get into this because allocation money is so fucking confusing. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's just extra. Like just think of it as extra cap space that you get based off of things that you do. So I trade you Mahala Apoku and you give me $200,000 in extra cap space. That's what it is. Yes, essentially. If it's GAM, but, yes, essentially. Okay. So but there was there used to be TAM, right? right. There was TAM there's and still, GAM. There there still is TAM. I fucking hate this. Um there is TAM. There were GAM is general TAM. allocation money. General TAM allocation is targeted money. allocation money. Targeted Darren, allocation. how are you doing? Well, the whiskey's helping. <laughs> And then, and then there's two types of Tam. There were God two. Damn it. <laughs> and there was mandatory, which came from the league. And then there was discretionary, which no. comes from the club. I refuse. I refuse you could to trade, go this. You could trade oh Tam, God. mandatory Tam, but you couldn't trade discretionary Tam. Uh, um, it's terrible. But now but there's think, just GAM, right? Or is there still There's tam? still discretionary Tam, but you can't trade discretionary Tam because it comes out of the club's like own money. Like it's sort of like DP money in that Don't way. care about this anymore. Now. Oh yeah. <laughs> but, but this is what I want to say. This is what I want to say. I could see them adding more discretionary money or making, making the use of discretionary money more flexible and maybe rolling it into gam. I think the way to do it to both like add lots of spend and also improve and also sort of keep that competitive balance is like, Look, you can have th- three designated players or you can have two designated players and $5 million to spend for your entire cap in addition to that. Right. Because that's like $5 million is around like it's a high amount for a designated player um, per year. But like that's that's like what I think like a spend would be. And like if you want to pump $5 million into your salary cap the whole way down, you can do that. Or you can have three guys that you pay a billion dollars. That that feels like a nice solve to me. So going into the summer transfer window, do you know anything about LAFC's current position? What flexibility do they have? So I think they have an open DP slot. So that means that they can sign like a big name player and probably a young designated player. Um, just because that opens up the door to be able to carry you're going to kill me to carry a three U 22 initiative players. (laughs) And those players are kind of like DPs. (laughs) Okay. I need you to text Don. I need you to text Don right now and say, this shit don't make sense, buddy. Make it. It sounds, it sounds so normal to me when I'm thinking about it. And as I'm saying it, I'm like, Oh, these guys are going to kill me. <laughs> well, thank you. And we're we're just like genuinely, I want you to come back when we sign some folks and you can yeah. explain and break it down. Absolutely. And, uh, Andrew, well, if people want to follow you, where can, where can they find you? 
Um, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok under Soccer Lawyer because I realized nobody had that handle, uh, which is amazing for me. Smart move, um, yeah. And then on um, it's better than Advictorium, which everybody's got. Everybody's yeah, fucking got that. I've got one of those. Um, and then you can find me on Twitter at at my name Andrew Viznovsky. I'm not going to spell that. We'll we'll link it in the cool. in the show Thanks. notes. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much yeah, for being here, man. Yep, appreciate Thank it. You. Anytime. And we're back. Now it's time for a segment called Bet It and Forget It. Bet It and Forget It. Every week, Travis and I end the show with a bet for this week's games. We make an outlandish prediction for that week, something that almost definitely will not happen, but could. Each week, we both put up $5. If no one hits, the money rolls over to the next week. Eventually, by the time someone's weird prediction comes true, they might win a good chunk of change. Neither of our bets cast last week because they both involved Vela scoring. <laughs> And I will say this one felt the worst. This was like the first time we bet. Like, you know, when you bet on your team to win a really important game and you're mm-hmm. like, I, it's just going to feel really good when I nail this one. Boy, did the opposite happen. <laughs> yeah, it was like we were down on them, but then it was like, but we're still hopeful and optimistic and we still love them. So mm-hmm. we're going to put our money behind them. Nope, I'm drowning. And we're doomed <laughs> to keep going and keep doing that. Uh, we're up to $100, which is $100. our first triple-digit bet. A milestone of money that one of us will lose. Uh, <laughs> so well, I'm very I, confident in my bet this week, Darren. Oh. And I, want, I want you to know that. I'm super confident. Okay. Um, and you, I want you to tell me if this isn't outlandish enough. But I think I – think, and I'll explain why I think it's outlandish. <clears throat> yeah. Over the course of this week, someone on LAFC – will score their first goal for LAFC. There will be someone on the team that scores their first goal for LAFC. And the reason oh. I think that's outlandish is because most of our players scored last year. We had a pretty deep roster of people scoring last year. Tillman has scored this year already. Mm-hmm. Of our new players, I, I don't think Aaron Long has scored for us. I don't think um, – uh, Maldonado has scored for us. And I don't think any of the youngins have scored for us, but they all seem like the least likely people to score. And I, I want to make a bet that someone who has never scored for us before will score. Is that outlandish wow. enough for you? I think so. I think more outlandish would be first MLS goal, but I don't think we need to go there. Yeah. I'm trying to think Aaron Long would be, we would just remove Aaron Long for the equation. So why don't we do that? First MLS goal. And then Aaron Long isn't involved anymore. Cause Maldonado, I He's think the only one. Mexico. Yeah. Cause okay. the, the young guys are, they haven't scored. And then it, it just removes Aaron Long. Okay. Cool. For someone on our squad will score their first MLS goal this week. That, I think that's good. Cause actually mine's pretty outlandish. Cool. Uh, John McCarthy will get an assist in one of the two games. <laughs> That's cool. So he's going to like, is it going to be off? How does that work? Can you get an assist off a goal kick? I don't know if you can officially, but let's count that for the okay. purposes of this. He's if going he, to if pass he's the to last someone person, who scores. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. And just to be clear, you said, what, how, is he going to, what's going to, he's not, this is not going to happen. Just to be clear. <laughs> well, what if John McCarthy <laughs> scores for us? <laughs> oh my God. Should, we, should I say he will have an assist or a goal? No, because no, I, wanna, I think the heartbreak of him scoring. I think the heartbreak of him yeah. scoring and not getting an assist is like the juice here. 
Well, that's what we want. Yeah. We shall see. That's our show. Just a reminder, we'll be live streaming our post-game call-in show 10 minutes after the final whistle of both games on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash at happyfootsadfoot. There's a link in the show notes. Talk to us in the chat if you want to call in and talk to us on the show. We'll post a link to join us live on the air. If we're going deep into despair, we want you to come with us. You can vent. You can laugh. You can cry. We are uh, a safe space for whatever you feel after the game. And if you subscribe to the podcast, make sure you give us a subscribe there too, because we're going to, I think we're going to start putting more of these like extended interviews like we had uh, with Andrew up there. So it might be worth checking out. Our theme music is done by the insane team of James Valentine, Nate Walcott and Louis Palmer, which we've gotten used to saying, but doesn't, isn't any less insane than the first time we did it. I was just thinking that. That's so funny. (laughs) The theme music, if you've just started listening to this show, the theme music is done by, was was composed by the guitarist of Maroon 5. I don't think we've said it since the first episode, but the music you're listening to right now is kind of by Maroon 5. (laughs) (laughs) Along with YouTube, you can follow us, and also Bright Eyes and a really good jazz drummer. Crazy. If Um, those names aren't familiar to you, please look them up and enjoy some great music. Um, along with YouTube, you can follow yet, us on Storylines is not <laughs> and, then, and yet the Storyline song The one that the child knows Is made by a computer who's coming for our jobs um, uh, <laughs> Along with YouTube You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram TikTok, and I think Facebook We're not sure we And know. if you Nobody enjoyed knows. this, please like, subscribe Follow, tell a friend, keep spreading the word um, And we're going to have some Really special announcements In the next uh, I want to say a week or two if I want to. I'm going to just say we're going to have some announcements in the next week or two. So keep listening. Keep subscribing. Any new listeners will go a long way. Thanks for listening. I love you. <laughs> we'll see you. <laughs> and then Abimo, I love you, baby. Bye. I love you. Bye. Goodbye. I love you. I love my babies. <laughs> baby, you want a bottle? <laughs> Wait, where is this going? Fucking creepier over time. I love Maroon 5. I love you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.